0: Welcome to Create Shift, the podcast where we talk about burnout, hosted by me, Ellen
1: Carr, and me, Kate Banks. We're the burnout coaches, and together we run the good space, supporting you to heal from burnout and move out of the burnout cycle. If you're
0: ready to rip up the rules and create a life in which you can thrive, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to another episode of Create Shift. And today, Kate and I are talking about the number one thing to work on if you want to be more productive. And spoiler, it might surprise you. It might not be one of the things that you most commonly hear, and it might be a little bit different to to the usual advice. Before we dive into the episode, I want to remind you that Work Magic, our four-week course supporting you to rework your relationship with work, ...is currently available to enrol in and we start the live round on Monday the 31st of October. So that's pretty soon if you're listening to this as it goes out live. You've got a few days left to take a look at the course and to join us if you want to find greater joy ease and sustainability in your relationship with work. So the link to have a look at the course in more detail is below. If you do have any questions at all about whether this is for you, then we would love to hear from you. We'll just help you decide if it's right for you. We're not going to pressure you into buying it. We'll just help you make the right decision. So you email us hello at thooddash space.com, find us on Instagram at thegoodspaceuk or come and join our Facebook group, create a good life and have a chat with us in there. Also, if you do come and join the Facebook group this week, I have been going live every single day and I'm doing that all the way through to Friday to explore your magic work week, which is sharing the planetary correspondences for each day of the week. And I'm doing a little video and sharing some journaling prompts to help you connect to the energy of that planet in your day and use it to support you. So it's a little fun taster, really, of the kind of things that we explore in work magic. So come and have a have an explore of that, even if you aren't going to join us for work magic this time. Okay, so I will leave you to this episode. And as always, thank you very much for being here. I had a an epiphany recently, Kate, okay, I wrote it on the fridge. Um, it was that the top thing we need to work on if we want to be more productive is it's not organization it's not planning it's not mastering our to-do lists it's not like different time management techniques it's trust Mm. and I (laughs) yeah and I I put self-trust and but I actually think it's it's trust because I think it goes um other ways because I've been in organizations where there has been no trust from management to any of the other levels of, of staff and it's it's really catastrophic um for how people can do their work so I think it's trust in general but the idea came from um thinking about self-trust and it, it came from again a um a call that I had with one of our clients and I was running through uh some of the Ayurvedic theory around seasonal working and the Ayurvedic clock and this client uh said to me they were like I kind of do that anyway. Like, that's how I naturally feel like I want to plan my days. Oh, it's just about trusting myself, isn't it? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Because we were talking about how they could be more, uh, you know, a bit more organised in their work or, like, get some more things done or whatever. And, and I just thought, yeah, we normally know what we need or how we need to do things or, like, we know that actually we do best working in this way. And then we, we we don't trust that because society might tell us to do it in a different way.
1: And it's really interesting, isn't it? Because all the productivity hacks out there are all about putting in processes and control. Yeah. And trust is like the anti-control, isn't it? It's mm,
0: yeah. just letting it be. Yeah.
1: And it's quite, kind of interesting. It's almost like that entire industry just falls apart if people actually trusted themselves. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's like self trust is an easy thing to do. I mean, I absolutely struggle with that all the time. Um, but it's kind of almost that awareness. I think I'm at the awareness stage with it that I know to question it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's really difficult. And I think, like, I think stuff like, you know, hacks around organization or different uh, techniques around how to schedule your day or sharing different processes and approaches, they all have their place. But I think without self-trust, none of them are really going to work for you Mm. because you need to trust yourself to go. That one really resonates with me. I'm going to go and learn about that one from that person because that feels like what I need. I'm going to learn that. I'm going to do it. And like, I'm going to ignore all the rest of
1: everything else. Yeah. And that's so true, isn't it? Because quite often, you know, especially if you're in an organisation, like a new tool comes out or a way of working or a way of collaborating Mm -hmm. or something. And, you know, someone comes up with the great idea, which is to be fair, probably something that suits them. Mm. You know, it's the way that they like working. and then everyone else has to work that way. And then it becomes, you know, it almost becomes like a real constraint over being able to work productively because you're mm-hmm. having to work with stuff that feels so counterintuitive. Mm. Um, Yeah, it's just like I'm an absolute um, spreadsheet fiend, so I would quite happily spend a lot of time creating spreadsheets, wonderful, beautiful spreadsheets with macros and things that do mm. amazing, whizzy stuff. Um, but then I'd work with people who only ever work with Post-it notes and whiteboards.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. You have to have that trust that that person knows what works best for them, that mm. they know what their magic is, they know how to support it, and they're going to do that to the best of their ability. And I think that's and where th- you run into issues, Gone.
1: Yeah, no, I was just going to say, and and then that becomes, you know, a really lovely collaboration Mm. problem to solve is how do you kind of transpose those two ideas and amalgamate them together? Because if everyone's kind of working in their own domain of stuff that suits them, working out how all of that kind of comes together, how the data flow moves from one person to another and how you, Mm. you know, end up with that shared thing. know and it's completely doable and again that's back to trust isn't it and it's Mm -hmm. trusting that you know you and I guess it's a bit of awareness and yeah I guess it is trust and awareness it's knowing that you know other people how other people prefer to have that information and how they prefer to deal with it whether that be like um, an actual physical mechanism or time or or whatever the constraints Mm -hmm. are around that and you know, kind of learning how to tr- almost translate your information into their way of thinking so you can communicate effectively. Mm. Yeah.
0: And I was just thinking, um, I was like, oh no, we're probably gonna have to talk about how do you how do you build that trust then, how do you build self-trust? And and I find that really hard because like you said um earlier, it's a really difficult thing to do. And it's a constant process and a constant practice, I think um it's not like just one day you can be like I'm going to trust myself and that's that um certainly for me it's not um but I think one of the key things actually is to practice being in discomfort and not knowing
1: mm-hmm.
0: because when we're trusting ourselves or trusting other people there's an element of that letting go of control, I suppose. And there's an element of, you know, you might be like, okay, I trust my feeling that I need to do this this way, but I don't know what the final outcome is going to be. And I've got to be okay with, so I think there's part Mm -hmm. of that. And, And also when you're trusting yourself that this is the right way for you to do things, but everybody else is doing things this other way, that's really uncomfortable. And I think it's that discomfort that can push us into moving out of what we feel is right for us and into doing something for somebody else. So actually to, to support self-trust, I think we need to, to work on being comfortable with discomfort
1: and not knowing. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, we're told that, you know, sitting in discomfort is a bad thing that, you know, those feelings of unknowing or awkwardness or, you know, feeling like you you aren't in control and don't know, you know, they're, yeah. they're seen as negative things. Mm. And we're, you know, given tools and practices to try and push us into, you know, more socially acceptable feelings, I guess. Mm. But, you know, we should be working in a way that's always joyful and, you know, yeah. feels in alignment and feels grounded and is our thing. But actually, as you say, quite a lot of it is sitting in that discomfort. And, you know, with all feelings, they do pass when you sit with them and actually mm. notice them and be with them and listen to them. They pass very, very quickly. It's the process of trying to fight them that keeps mm. them going for a long time.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about like what you need. Then really applying this now to more kind of like corporate workplace culture, right? If you you need to have so say somebody was managing a team and they've got a big project they're working on together and that manager completely hands over trust, you know, they're obviously overseeing, but they're like saying, so they're going to say, we need this kind of thing, this sort of needs to happen, but I'm going to trust all of you to use your, you know, your strengths, like, you know, and bring your magic to the table. And we're going to work on this together. And then they, they have a conversation with, you know, whoever's above them or whatever. And they say, well, how's it going to work out? How's this going to happen? Blah blah, blah, blah. And for them to be able to say, I don't know, but I trust that it's going to happen. Mm. And how many, like how many people listening who are managers would feel terrified by that? You know, how many organisations can actually hold that? And I think that's a big shift that needs to happen in a lot of cultures, workplace mm-hmm. cultures, is being able to hold not knowing, and hold that, that, that hold that trust with that, yeah.
1: And maybe it's not quite as binary as that because yeah. then you've got, you know, there is that trust. But there's also, you know, things that you can do, you know, processes to put in place that do actually give the confidence upwards. And maybe it's kind of the, it's that reciprocal trust and understanding as well of what the people above you are expecting to see what they need. Yeah. And although, you know, there is that level of you need to trust that we're going to make it happen. There is also like some evidence or, things you can draw on to show why it's going to be okay to, and you know, it's that case of trust building a lot of the time in teams and in projects, you don't get that time to build Mm. trust. Mm. Yeah, I thought, so my previous role was in an organisation where I'd worked for 11 years in the end. And it was really nice that there were people that I'd worked with that entire time. And I knew them and I knew how they worked. Mm. And I loved working with them because I knew where the boundaries were. I knew how we worked together. And we'd spend a lot of time doing that awkward dance where you don't quite know what's going on with each other but then you kind of work it out and I think you know a lot of the time you don't get that luxury I mean I would be over the moon when I'd get to work with someone that I'd known for a long time because you that trust is already there you don't have to work on yeah. it but when you've got like completely new people coming like say your organization has just grown and you've got a new yeah. project you've just employed like you know 30 50 new people and you've got to figure out how to put them in teams and make them work well together and you are starting from that zero point of no trust and it's yeah you know it's hard at that point to try and build that yeah. up so now
0: and i guess i guess part of that comes back to people being able to trust themselves and having that self knowledge so again mm. we come back to the inner work that we need to do so that they know you know they know what their their amazing skills are they know what they're not great at and it's not like oh strengths and weaknesses but it's like this is my magic like this is where i really excel and i I should be doing this Mm. like um and these are my boundaries and this is how I like to be you know this is the communication I need and this is the support that I need like they know themselves Mm. and they go into then an organization like the organization needs to be able to have processes in place where that is shared you know where those conversations can happen so that then if you do have somebody new coming in you can have that conversation just like right which is like orientation week or whatever we're going to get to know you and so it's not like you're going to get to know how we do things here. it's like we're going to get to know how you fit in here and like what you need and how we best support mm-hmm. you to thrive and so you've already got that,
1: yeah, yeah, and that. I was just thinking as well that that trust it's almost like it's a bit it's infectious as well, isn't it, because we've mm-hmm. all worked for someone who does give you that level of automation and trust Mm -hmm. and allows you to get on and does stuff, but gently guides you when they can see things aren't quite going to plan.
0: Yeah.
1: um, And that you feel comfortable to go and tell them when stuff's going wrong. You don't, there's not that fear factor there. So, you know, it's one of these things that trickles down. And when you have that self-trust and you show up and you act, you know, in that way to your team and to your peers, Mm -hmm. that then, that develops it a lot quicker in the people around you because they learn that mm. it's okay to be like that.
0: Yeah. And then just like flipping it back to people working for themselves. Um, it's it's like you, you kind of need to have the both roles. It's like you need to be your own manager and employee at the same time, right? You need to, you, again, you still need to have that self-knowledge of, and trust that, that you know what's right and to be like this is what's right for me these are my boundaries this is how I work and it's like you know if people are struggling with this um and are finding that they're struggling with their productivity or ability to show up to their work it's like maybe you need to sit down and have that conversation with yourself imagining that you are a new person coming into an organization and you're going to say yeah this is how I like to work this is what I'm really great at this is this is how I need to be supported you know
1: oh, and that would be quite that. a that nice exercise of... to do that curious investigation
0: yeah yeah Yeah. so maybe we'll leave it there Mm. and for people who are feeling like oh yeah this is really something that I could do with working on um work magic is the course for you to come and join Uh, we mentioned it in the last episode it's our four-week course exploring all sorts of things to do with our relationship with work and self-trust is really a big part of that and and kind of supporting ourselves to to trust in our own beliefs around work and to to trust in our own magic and how we bring that to what we do so if you are wanting support with that we'd love to have you on the course it starts on the 31st of october and it's a live course that runs for four weeks um so check it out we'll put the link in the show notes and feel free to ask us any questions that you might have about it Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Create Shift. We do hope that you found it supportive, encouraging, and inspiring. If you did enjoy the podcast, we would love it if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and write us a lovely rating and review, or give us a rating and write us a review rather. That really supports our work. It's completely free for you to do. It just takes like a minute. Yeah, maybe a minute of your time not a lot of time and it just really really helps us to be able to continue doing the work that we're doing so that's a good thing you can do for us you can also of course share the episode with your friends your family your colleagues on social media in your emails on whatsapp on signal via a carrier pigeon whatever you want to do and uh, we would love it if you would help spread the word about the podcast and of course if you are feeling a little bit curious you've got a little bit of tingly curiosity like ooh, I wonder if this is for me feelings about work magic then do go and check it out on the website and do come to us and ask us your questions we won't pressure you into buying it ever we will just help you decide if it's the right thing for you so thank you for being here and until next time